Welcome to Style Your Mind, a podcast for women who want to design their thoughts, empower themselves, and build a beautiful life. I'm your host, Carol Alwaleba, best-selling author and master life coach. I am obsessed with women on the edge of change, and I've worked with hundreds of those women all around the world to help them unlock the best version of themselves and fulfill their potential. If you're ready to style your mind and transform your life, then you're in the right place. Let's do this. All right, hi guys, welcome back to Style Your Mind. I'm so excited for today's episode. I have my good friend, Gwen Wonderlish and Dara Kaplan from Wonderlish Kaplan Communications, PR Girls Extraordinaire. Welcome, ladies. Yes, yes, thank you very much. Glad to be here in Kara's fabulous lair. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Um, okay, so I wanted to bring my friends on the show, my fabulous friends, fabulous publicists on the show. You guys may know Gwen. She was featured in Girl Code. We had an interview with her, so you may know a little bit about her background. But I wanted to bring them on not only because I respect them so much as businesswomen, but because I think that they have a lot of value that they can bring to the audience. So if you are in business for yourself, you're thinking about doing PR for yourself, hiring a publicist learning more about the industry, or you just want to hang out with us and talk about business, this is the episode for you. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about what they do. Gwen, Dara, who wants to go first? Well, <laughs> this is Gwen. I'm always stuck to go first. Yes, Basically, if I was in a haunted house, she would push me first. That's Correct. how our relationship rolls. Okay. So, um, yeah. So my name is Gwen. I became friends with Kara a few years ago um, when I was having a midlife crisis and I hired her to be my career coach or life coach because I was dying inside um, with a divorce. Um, but anywho, she whipped me right out of that and now I'm fabulous and single, living in Dumbo. If you know any single hot guys over 40, <laughs> holler at your girl. Um, business, okay. one business. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um... Happy wife, happy life, no? All right, so anyway, um, so I've been in PR since I was 21 years old. I kind of just fell into it um, because my teachers in fashion design thought that I um, talked too much and uh, that I'd be better in marketing. So You went to FIT, right? I did. I went to FIT and I scored an internship at um, this place called the House of Fields, which was Patricia Fields. You may know her from the costume designer of Sex and the City. She had a showroom where she um, made clothing, and she had a really cool store on 8th Street here in New York called Patricia Field. All the club kids went there, and I was really excited to be there. There was leopard carpets and sparkly walls, and I was like, oh my God, I'm home. So um, fast forward a few months after that, I got to meet Andre Leon Talley and work with him, and while I was working with him, he's like, you're so cute, you should do PR, and I didn't really even know what that was. So... Um, started learning a little bit more about it, then went to another job, another job, and... How did you get those first few jobs? I want to, like, dial back a little, because I feel like a lot of girls I know talk to me about internships and starting out in a new field. Like, how did you break into that? So, basically, I became really good friends while I was at uh, Patricia Field with the only other person that worked there, basically. (laughs) One, uh, this girl named Bernique, and she really took a liking to me and, you know, let me hang out with her friends and sleep over her house, and really guided me and that's what I definitely try to do to other girls she was like a today. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, she liked having a younger person that looked up to her around, you know. She took me to the trade shows in New York City. She gave me my first glass of real Chardonnay. Um, <laughs> yep, my first Caesar salad. You know, girl from Long Island having McDonald's every Friday night to Caesar salad. I was winning big. Um, <laughs> I 
I was like, anchovies, what? Um, so anyway. Um, Chardonnay Caesar salad. Yeah, it was like a big moment. That should be the like a chapter in the book for book. sure. I, I think it's you're the right. title of the book. Chardonnay. No, and it's not our title. Um, chapter. So, so anyway, I was there for a while and it was really great. And I, I turned my internship and then I asked Pat after three months, hey, I'd really love it here. Can I have a job? She said, we didn't have the money for it, but you can work part time. And I did. And I think I made like $150 a week, but I didn't care. I was having a great time. I was living in the FIT dorms. And you know, I got to do fashion shows. And I mean, I'm talking with like at the time when Britney Spears was like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fashion shows with Britney Spears and T-Boz and Usher and like Tommy Lee and Pam when they were like, had the sex tape just came out. So I was doing really cool things and, and, and dressing people and, and doing sales and working with the international buyers. So what I, I did from early on is I realized that like a job, whatever job you think that you're going to be in is not realistic like you have to have a lot of different arms you have to learn a lot of different things and you should because you never know what's really out there and the things that you can really do you know I didn't even know PR was a thing like I didn't know working with magazine editors or anything was a thing until but I was open and that's something that people should really do and I find that when I do talk in public to a lot of people at different conferences or whatever people are so stuck on a particular job but when they expand the horizons and kind of let the universe guide them and you know not a sappy way but you know just kind of seeing what else is out there magic happens so after about being a year there which was really cool I just wanted a little bit more to be quite honest I was really into the hip-hop scene you know and that's where the cuties were so um, I went to the job board at FIT and I saw for a sales assistant at this place called Mecca USA you know, while it was cute working at Patricia Field and I had a great time, you know, $150 a week really wasn't happening. And, you know, the truth is I was hanging around with a lot of drag queens and that was great, but I wanted to hang out with the hip-hop boys. So <laughs> I applied for this job True. and turns out that the hiring manager was a fan of Patricia Field. So she was like, oh, if you can work for her, we would be honored to have you. So I was like, hey, um, great. So I got the job and very quickly, tons of like hip hop celebrities came in from LL Cool J to R. Kelly to Method Man. I mean, you name it at that time. It was, you know, 90s, 2000s, not to date myself. Um, But anyway, it was a good time. And they really let me go hang out with the celebrities, go on set, go to the video shoots, do all that kind of stuff. And while I was a sales assistant, my boss sat me down one day and said, clearly, um, you're not a good sales assistant because you don't like to take notes, <laughs> answer the do- a- um, answer the phone on time with proper messages or can't get to the office on time. But that's you're still, great. That still happens. But you're great at marketing. <laughs> so we'll move you over to that. But you know what I love about this? Like you said yes to every opportunity when yeah. you were just starting out. And like I know even my own career, like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, sure, I'll be an assistant or I'll go do mm-hmm. A&R or I'll yeah. do PR, whatever. But you, you opened yourself up to different opportunities. Like, yeah, without, absolutely. Like you said, being stuck on one thing. I opened myself and I did extra. I yes. always did extra. I took the extra mile. Like, you know, whether it's, honestly, if it was like, I'll empty the extra garbage can, you know, I'll run up to the design room. Hey, I'll go to that trip in Miami. I'll, I'll, I'll stage the videos, whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I really did love it. I love being in the scene. I love the opportunity that PR, marketing, sales provided. And honestly, the fashion industry at that time, that was really before social media, right? And there was like Blackberries and like two-way pagers. So really everything was who you knew. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, and it was real relationships and real connections and real favors. So it wasn't something where it was like, oh, I think I know that person. No, you really knew that person because everybody was trying to get on and make it at that time. It was just like a beautiful thing. So um, anyway, from there, I became friends with James Cruz, who was at Reebok at the time, who's now Diddy's manager. 
And um, he helped me get a job after I was at my place, at this place called Iman Cosmetics. So I work with Iman, this top supermodel. And Married I just, David, David Bowie's Bowie. wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah David yeah. Bowie's wife. Oh, and wow. that was an amazing, <laughs> um, awesome journey that I got to work in marketing in uh, cosmetics. And then I just went, um, from there I had a couple more good jobs in the business. And then I ended up being at FUBU, which was great, which was really cool because I was only 25 years old. And I got in and I asked for 52000 and after three this interviews, good money back they oh gave God, it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, I just read in the Wall Street Journal today that um, the median income for women in the highest paid state, which is Washington, D.C., is really? $32,000 a year. That's pathetic. Okay, so that's the highest one, Hawaii we, we being the lowest. Okay, yeah. so I'm what sitting What is New York's, you know? No, it's but... It's not as but, high as that. Right. Wow. Right, so that's kind of crazy. The lowest is Hawaii, right? Which Hawaii. is 16000 So this is another reason why entrepreneurship, oh, I yeah. feel like, is such a great idea because it's like, well, fuck yeah. that. I'm going to like... Yeah. There's no glass ceiling to smash when you... Absolutely not. You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's always been my problem, I feel like, even since I was little. Like, if you tell me, oh, you can only make 50000 you can only make sixty, you can only... Ten, I'm like, no, I know I can do more. I believe in myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's definitely, like, while I have great parents that really instilled greatness and you can do this girl attitude in me I, I also feel like it's innate and yeah. I've just always wanted more bigger I wanted to see what I can do and, and kind of push the envelope so um that being said I you got your 52,000 I got my 52,000 <laughs> and I had an amazing time and it was like Bentley's and private jets and Nelson Mandela and Alicia Keys and like celebrities and and it was amazing it was just really just a time of like excess and like private basketball courts and the mansions and this. I mean, you name it. What a ride it was. And, and what was your role there? I was a PR manager. Okay. Yeah, so this was like your first division. true PR job, right? I had one before that. Okay. But the funny thing, how I got that one as a PR title was this guy I knew, he was looking for a marketing person. He wanted to pay $500 cash under the table mm-hmm. a, a week. And I was like, all right, well, I'll do it. But you have to give me director position. Yeah. He goes, I don't care what position you are as long as you take the $500 a yeah. week. And I was like, done deal. <laughs> so I did that. I was a director and I worked with dressing celebrities and doing and getting press, um, which I kind of had to figure out how to do it uh, on my own. And I looked in the uh, the, the front of the uh, magazines, there's something called a masthead. So that's where I kind of figured out who the people were, how to call them, because their email was just starting. So I'd like fax it, I'd call them, make it happen. And uh, and it was all good and great. And so, but I was there, but because I was only making 500 a week, I also had a waitress at night. Mm-hmm. And so that all got old real quick. And so when I went to FUBU, it was great. And after about a year and a half being there, I met this girl and we realized is that because we were in the urban business at the time, we were really, you know, not to say it's any cross way, but two Jewish white girls in the business, like, making it happen. Everybody was taking notice, like, who are these girls? Oh, my God, they're dope. They're so cool. Like, or I don't know if they were saying we're cool or they just were like, what are they even doing here? Holy shit, they have balls. Maybe cool, they're accepted. I don't know what they were saying, but all I know is... One day we decided to go out on our own because someone gave us an opportunity to do an album release party, and we did. We killed it, but we also killed the entire budget, thinking, <laughs> like, some of them, they were like, we're going to give you $10,000. We were like, oh, shit, $10,000. We are so rich, blah, blah, blah. The party cost, like, 9800 and, like, we broke glasses, so we actually got billed after, so... Um, we made negative. We made negative, so that was cool. We made negative. But you negative. still made an impact, and you had an experience, and I think that's yes. also important to you. Yeah, like, you're not... Right. <laughs> we, we, we made no money, we had a business, and we both quit our big paying job at the time, so cool. Um, about a week after, 
where we sat in her living room and like, oh shit, this is like bullshit. We don't have any money. <laughs> I remember being such like so thirsty. Like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna pay my rent. But um, what did happen though? There were so many people and there was such a line around the corner and it was it was so pop in the party that like our first big client called. And then another friend of ours was like, oh, well, we just got funding, so blah, blah, blah. So within a year, we had clients like MTV, Coca-Cola, and um, Usher, or Method, I mean, big people, like, you know, knocking down our door to work with us. And then um, our friend Carl Banks, he was now our friend, he's an NFL legend, he saw us at a trade show, and he was like, I love what you girls are doing. I want to hire you. Um, I got $9,000 a month. Do you think you can work with that? We were like, what? <laughs> uh, what? Uh, we were I like, think yeah, I think that. we can manage that. But truthfully, I had to go to a strip club with him to close the deal that night. And I did it in Vegas. And I was, and he was a gentleman and it was all fine. And we sat there and talked business the whole time. But like, I was willing to do whatever it take in a non-slutty, crazy you know, way like that. But to make it happen, I was willing to go at 1 o'clock in the morning to close the deal. And I still am that way today. And that is like... Well, one thing that I admire about you, Gwen, is like I noticed that I knew this about you from like day one. Like your work ethic is insane. Like you will do what it takes. You will work overtime. You will make sure like you genuinely care about your client and you care about yourself. Like you want to be like a respectable businesswoman. And I think like not I think that there's a conversation going on a lot now that I see in the world of women in business where it's like know your worth, like know your worth, charge extra, then Mm -hmm. add tax. And that's all great. And I think you should. But you got to work for it at the same time. You have yeah. to match that yeah. with an insane work ethic and prove that if you're going to charge someone $9,000, you need to probably deliver them $12,000 worth of work to charge that nine. Not because you're a woman, not because you know, you're in PR, but just because it's always better to over-deliver and then blow people away so that you can continue to increase your yeah. Like, Don't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, honestly, right before we got here, Darren and I just came from a meeting from a really big company who took notice of us, and we had no idea they were taking notice of us just two months ago. We met them with another company, and I honestly thought that they didn't even like me, personally. I thought they just thought I was just too much. And they called us in to work on this big project out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like, we thought you guys were great. And we were like... Uh, okay. Well, you never well, know who's yeah. watching you. You never know who's yeah. watching. Yes. And that's a good lesson. Don't ever burn purchase. That's yes. like the number one lesson. Yeah. Yes. And it was a little bit of a weirdo situation too where it could have gone to the left it and could've. the fact that they were watching us and the fact that when we did see them, there was no negativity. We didn't talk about like the other client and what happened, anything weird. No we just drama. kept it. No drama. Mm-hmm. We don't do drama, etc. So just going back to the story real quick, I started the business, whatever, and I kept going from then and there. And we got amazing clients, and I had super big failures, super wins, ups, And I want to get into some of those in a few minutes yeah. after we talk to Dara, but I'm curious about that stuff, too. Yeah. Ups, it's not downs. all no. champagne and roses. Absolutely not. I mean, no. there are times that, you know, I'm at Pup's house on Star Island, like, super vipping, you know? And then other times Rocky where... ramen noodles. Eating raw, <laughs> eating worse than ramen noodles. I don't know what worse than ramen noodles actually, but I, I like probably ramen noodles. Eat. I, I know. That's why I was kind of like wait them. a second. All right, ramen is a like thing now. Too. Scratch your ramen. Okay, eating chicken nuggets. I yeah, no, I love, oh, love, I love chicken, chicken nuggets. nuggets. <laughs> eating okay. Gigi crackers. Gigi crackers. Sorry, Tanya. We love you. Yeah. Um, so that being said, um, it's been a wild, crazy, amazing ride. I would never, never, ever give it up for anything. I know that in my life so far, what I've lived, that I've went for it every single time and I have no regrets um, in my life about any of that. And I have a really fun time at my 
what I do. I mean, sometimes I am, you know, I have cried. I have like, you know, literally wanted to call it in. I've definitely told Dara a few times that, that I'm fucking moving to Miami. Yes. I can't take it anymore. Tell me that too. Yeah, told everybody. Me that so I've oh. talked her off the ledge like a million times. Just like, so no, you guys no, know that is my backup sentence. I am moving to Miami. Leave me alone. She um, always says And that. I used to think it was like really going to happen in the beginning and I'd be like, oh, I did. I, I did. actually really thought it was going to happen. I really, I knew it wasn't going to. It was okay, but I just had to like talk her down the ledge. She's like, well, I'm going to apply for this position. I'm like, yeah, okay, you're never going to answer. Yeah, boss. and it's that's another thing. I could like, never, never work at a real job because um, the you truth told me you is that you were applying for a PR director of a hotel. I yeah, was like, okay, yeah, I was desperate. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I, I've had some, you know, ups and downs. But the truth is, like I said, I've had an amazing career, and I've had some really great things that I'm proud of. A couple of times, I haven't been so proud, but it, I've just been able to keep on pushing and find some greatness like within and rock out. So, so how did you meet Dara? Because now we're at the point where you've started your own business. Like where? Started my own business in 2009. Me and my ex-partner split. She went her way. I went my way. We both kept PR firms. Um, and in 2010, so I restarted mine immediately. In 2010 or 2011, um, I was looking to hire some new people. I'd had six girls, I think, that I'd hired already um, for you know the business that was coming in. And then uh, my girlfriend said, uh, my, my employee at the time said, hey, my friend's looking for a position. I don't know... You know, I don't know about no. too much, whatever you want to no. meet her. And so I said, sure. I and was then, not looking for a position. Uh oh. Okay, I'm making my own stories up, but okay, <laughs> we'll let Dara tell it. All right, we're going to hear Dara's story. It's time for Gwen to sip on wine. I'm parched. I'm parched. Oh, how I met Gwen. Okay, so I'll tell my. A little, how I met your publicist. Right, I'll tell a little background. So I started as an intern for Donna Karen. I interned there for about six months, and that was your typical internship, right? Like, I was photocopying design books for six hours straight, like standing on my... Like, Devil Wears Prada. Full Devil Wears Prada, but it was a great experience, and, you know, I always want to say, when interns come to interview for us, I'm like, they're like, we want to do this. I'm like, no, no. You know what I did back in our day? <laughs> like, I feel so old saying that, but it's so true. Anyway, so I did that, and then I scored a job as an assistant I actually I interned at another place called Kiki de Montparnasse and I was a design intern for eight months and everyone says that's so long to intern but I was like I wanted to work there and I wanted to do whatever I could to work there so I was like I'll intern forever I don't care until I get that position and I did so I was an assistant buyer and then um, I moved up to head buyer head of buying and merchandising and I was the highest I could go there and at that point social media was just starting I've always loved makeup obsessed with makeup and I started a blog on talking about makeup and then someone found me found my blog um her name is Carrie Dimes I don't know if you know her but she started WMZ Beauty Biz she was a famous beauty editor at Harper's Bazaar and at that point she was the head of PR for Lancome and she said hey like I read your blog can I take you to lunch and so we went to the Mercer Kitchen and I thought it was so cool like when, what, take... how long ago was this give us like a time god frame. when was this this was like I met you 2011 this must have been 2008 or 2009 so like 10 years ago yeah 2008 or 2009 Damn. 
<laughs> bitch, you're no, all. No, but bitch. you know why I'm stressing this, and for everyone listening, like I, you're want, all bitch. <laughs> I want you guys to like understand, like how just long, how it, long takes. it really does take. Because oh, yeah. the yeah. one number one thing that I hear from a lot of women who come to me and say I'm frustrated, I'm stuck, my blog's so not going anywhere. I'm like, oh well, my gosh. my first question is, how long have you been doing it? And oh, I yeah. swear to God, like 99% of the girls, it's like under two years. Oh right, but so. it takes a long time. Oh my so God, hang yes. in there if you're keep listening. Keep going. Yeah. Just keep yeah. going. Anyway, so this so must have Mercer been kitchen. Mercer Kitchen. I thought it was so cool, Mercer Kitchen. And Caesar, I'm sitting, did you have a Caesar salad? I did not have a Caesar salad. I've been eating Caesar salads way longer than that. Mm. Anyway, so I thought it was so cool. This woman is a legend in beauty, okay? She was the one, if you read blogs and if you're familiar with makeup, she kind of forged the path for influencers. She found Michelle Fan, if, I, if you know mm-hmm. who she is, and she did the first influencer ever relationship with Michelle Fan and Lancome. Huge deal. And she said to me, I read your blog. I love it. Have you ever thought about YouTube? And I was like, definitely not. Like, no way. I could never do that. She said, well, you should think about it. So I went back to my desk, whatever, we had lunch. And I was thinking about it. And that night I was like, fuck it. Why not? Let me try it. So I made a video and I just put it online. And all of a sudden it took off. Like a week later I had all these subscribers and I saw like the immense power of social media. So fast forward a few months, I'm, you know, this is before Instagram. There was no Instagram. Twitter may have just started. Anyway, I'm a lot, social media people are reaching out to me. I love your blog. Can we send you product? Can you work with us? And I was like, wow, social media has this huge impact. I go to my boss at where I was working and I go, this social media thing's going to be huge. Can, can we start like a social media channel? And he goes, no. That is not luxury. We're a luxury company. And when Louis Vuitton is on social media, we'll do social media. And that's never happening. So go back to your desk and go back to buying. Okay, fine. I go back to my desk and a few weeks later I was like... Which buying was like crunching numbers. Oh, let me tell you about buying for anyone that thinks this is cool. First of all, I thought it was cool too. I was like, I want to be a buyer. Yes, I got to go to Paris. I got to go to London. Fashion week and it was cool. All I did was sit at my desk and like look at numbers. I'm like, wait, I like failed math. I don't understand how I'm a buyer. Like, this is not what I signed <laughs> Excel up for. Sheet. Right, because I would think of a buyer as like picking things out. It was, and that, that was store. cool. I did that, and that was amazing, and I got such experience. My first boss taught me everything I knew there. She was amazing, and my first mentor was from my design internship there, and she's how I got the assistant buyer position. I'm still friends with her today. She's a huge designer and super well-known here in New York, mm-hmm. and she was amazing. I, whatever. Anyway, so... I was a buyer, go back. And so I went back to my desk after my the president and chairman of the company goes, we're not going on social media, that's not a thing. When Louis Vuitton's on it, we'll do it. And that's never happening, so go back to your desk. Okay. I go back thinking. A few weeks later, I was like, fuck this. I'm quitting and starting my own social media agency. I know this is like where it's at. So I quit. And I started a social media quote-unquote company. It was me out of my bedroom on 63rd Street. Like, it was not a company. <laughs> but I had my first but client. But it was. It but still it was. was. Yep. I was. I had my first. 100 square feet. I had my first, like, 100 We've square all done feet. It. We've okay. all answered the email from the assistant. Right. Like, <laughs> sweet 32 C, a.k.a. apartment 32C. Not sweet. A.k.a. my bed. My bed. Um, so I started this company, and I was loving it. I was making money from my blog and YouTube. I was a YouTube partner, so I was making money doing what I love. And then my friend, who was my best friend's friend at the time, who met through, you know, someone who knew someone, 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 whatever, goes, hey, um, you should come meet my boss. She needs help with some beauty stuff. I know you're not really in PR. I did a little PR for the company I was at. She goes, come meet her. I'm like, eh, 
okay, whatever. I wasn't really looking for a job, but I went to go meet her. So I went to meet Gwen at her office in Tribeca at the time. And a real office. Not it, a was a re- it was a real office, not like a bed. There was no bed in there. Although there was a bathroom in there with a shower. Mm-hmm. It was weird. What was that? Although it was above Maca- not Macanudo, Macau, which the best mushroom croquettes ever. I think that's ever. what I think that's what's I'm sold. taking. I'm good. You've been there? Oh, yeah. Dr. Phone. I think. Yeah. That, we whoa, drank that the night before we went on CNN. That'll really mess you up. That was the night before. Oh, okay, side note, guys. Side note. <laughs> Gwen took me out one night, and she was like, we have to go to this place and have this drink called Dr. Funk. Did you have the mushroom coquettes though? More importantly. Oh, we had everything. Forget the Dr. Funk. I rather the 27,000 Dr. Funks. She comes <laughs> oh, back to my apartment shit. in Brooklyn, crashes on oh, the couch. That's typical. We did tequila shots, got home at maybe 5 o'clock in the morning. By 10 a.m., she was on CNN, buttoned up, full face of makeup with Dara, talking about her. That's why you were late? <laughs> no. Didn't miss a beat. Not only what, oh, oh, there were beats. There, there were, were many beats. beats. <laughs> I, was, I was texting Dara like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna be late. She's like, we're about to go live. Seven minutes, six oh minutes, five, four. I literally walked in the studio that day like 30 seconds. In her whatever. giant Christian she Louboutin did. shoes, her hair was done somehow, and she looked great, and she did a great job. So I'm just giving you props. She was not Thanks happy for. doing it that day. But yeah. she did anyway. it. She still showed up, and I think that's another lesson. Keep going. I showed up, I delivered, okay? No matter I how many doctor okay. I have delivered, okay? <laughs> She delivered. All right, Dad, go on. Yeah, I, I don't, don't remember. Stay there, don't so. watch that episode. People did not watch was one that, on CNN. Was that CNN or HLN? Oh. It was CNN. What are those? Oh, no. It, it might have been HLN. Okay. HLN, even better. No yeah, one she was watches. like okay, running good. through the hallways of CNN. Sweating. HLN's film there. Great. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? So you were, you started your own Okay, so I met Gwen, and... I met her and I just like loved her. I thought she was hilarious. And I was like, yeah, like I'll work for you like two days a week. And at that time I was doing social media. She really needed help with her clients with social media. Social media just had started and people were asking her, like, you do PR, but I want social media too. And Gwen goes, what is Twitter? Like it hurts my head. I don't know. And that's <laughs> what she actually said. I do not said. have a Twitter account. That's fine. And that's what she says. So I'm like, okay, great. I'll help you with social media. And yeah. So we started working together two days a week. And Gwen kind of taught me PR. It's funny. During the interview, she goes, have you done PR? I go, yeah, I did did PR. And I did. I thought I did PR because when I worked at my job before, everyone wanted, you know, Lenny Kravitz style assistant would call me. Kareen Reutfeld would call me, have her assistant call me herself. You know, Jade Frampton and all these people would be calling me to come into the store to pull stuff. And I was like, I don't even have time for you. And our (laughs) stuff was everywhere, every celebrity, in every magazine. And I thought I was doing PR. Fast forward. (laughs) I went to work with Gwen and I was helping her with social media, but she was also telling me about PR and we started working together. And she gave me the worst client ever to start with, okay? She gave me a client, I'll say it because it doesn't matter, called the Broccoli Wad, okay? Literally. I came from a, a luxury a luxury Ooh. background. I came from Donna Karen, Kiki and Mompreneurs with $400 bras, and she has me on a $1.99 product called the Broccoli Wad. Hot off the press from Shark Tank. Which was a rubber band that goes around your cash, okay? And I'm trying to get press on Modeled this. off the... Um, purple broccoli rubber, rubber band, band. broccoli in That's supermarkets. Correct. It had a jingle. Broccoli what? It's, it's cool. cool. It's, it's made, made of, of rubber. rubber. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, from the guy from Sopranos was like the spokesperson for Big it. pussy, yeah. Yeah, okay, anyway. <laughs> this is just getting weird. Yeah, I know. It's, this is going off the rails. Sorry, Kara. 
Um, okay, so... She got a hit so in you, high times. Yes, yeah, I got a hit in high times. Okay, right? appropriate. Anyway, so we kept working together because we actually, like, loved each other. And I remember going home at the time to my boyfriend. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think this is for me. Like, this really sucks. Like, no one was answering me. I was just, like, emailing, calling people into this black hole space. And... Then I get a text message. I'm going to go right into that whole story. I get a text message, and I'm walking around, and it goes, will you come with me to Mike Tyson's wedding? And I'm like, okay, yes, this is so <laughs> random. This story's going off the book, off the rails. And I thought it was like a prank. I thought someone was like literally punking me. I'm like, Mike Tyson, what? So Gwen asked me to go to Mike Tyson's wedding with her, and I was like, yeah, fuck it, why not? And so we I was friends with his wife. Yeah, really yeah, time. she was friends with him. Whatever, anyway. Point is, we went, and I just, like, loved Gwen as a friend. Honestly, I just loved her. I thought, she's funny, she's so smart, she's one of the smartest women I know, and such a kind, good-hearted person. And lies. All lies. Yeah, those are lies. Just kidding, she's not. No, she is. Um, and through all of my contacts in fashion, I knew so many people, so as we were working together, I was bringing in so much business to the PR company, that at a certain point it made sense for Gwen and I to become partners because I was bringing in revenue and we were creating a whole nother kind of revenue stream with the social media. So about how many years ago we partnered and became Wanderlust Kaplan two. Communications. Two, three, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't. That's so. How about. has the transition been from being friends and like coworkers to partners? Easy, like? easy. And you know we always talk about this is that. We never actually, we've never gotten in an argument. We've never even, like, we, you know, bicker because Gwen's annoying, but, <laughs> and she goes late and I get annoyed when she's late, but we've never, we never bicker, we never argue because we know that our relationship is so much more important than whatever is in front of us, and we also both don't have egos about things. We both know when we're wrong, and we both can admit when the other person's right, and I feel like that's really been a key well, like we also your... value what other people have to say if they're putting up an argument for right. it. So even if we don't agree, we'll agree to leaving disagree. Leaving your like, crap at the door, I feel like, mm-hmm. is really important in business. Mm-hmm. To um, yes. So it's never got you know the friendship we've always had our friendship and that's always been our number one priority over the business. Yeah. So that was yeah. Yeah, I mean it's Same. so great. So many people say to us, "Oh, I'm so jealous of you guys. Oh, you're so lucky to have each other." And the truth is, like, we really are because. I didn't have this kind of relationship with my ex-business partner and most people do not have the relationships like this with their partner but some people say oh I shouldn't get involved because we're friends or we shouldn't do business together but you know what like it's like a relationship if you have a strong base sometimes of friendship and loyalty and that's like it's a great thing to do because we trust each other but it happened the opposite for us actually like we went into not business but we were working relationship first Mm -hmm. which is is interesting you know usually it's the opposite but well I think that's a great segue into yeah. like the conversation we had earlier about people and energy and aligning because oh, yeah. when and I met she came to me for coaching yeah. and we quickly became friends and I was like okay let's just not yeah like we'll that. get through our program but like let's just be friends and like keep our relationship going and like we just had a conversation about like Darren Gwen are in philosophy class and they were like loving yeah. this so Make, been, we're making Caragel and I'm coming to the cult <laughs> this Wednesday it's happening it's not a cult oh, fine. just don't drink I'm the Kool-Aid okay. don't drink the Kool-Aid but we were just talking about like how she's gonna have cult ears next time she does this podcast sponsored by philosophy <laughs> sponsored by the school of classical philosophy on 79th street Madison Avenue but we were talking about like how when you start to evolve mm-hmm. as a woman and as a mm you know, somebody who's, like, more spiritually aligned and, like, aware of the bigger picture of things, like, 
certain people fall off. Mm-hmm. And I actually just did a post on Instagram yesterday about how sometimes people who are not aligned with you will actually start to dislike you or create stories in their sure. mind about why they should dislike you or turn on you. And can you guys speak to that and like the experience that you've had maybe as kind of definitely coming up in your business and just like your own personal evolutions, how that's impacted your life? Yeah, I mean, I just know for me that I don't know what I would have said about a year or two ago um, because I had felt at different times, and you know this, like jealousy or not hate, but fake hate because, you know, you're mustering up your own angst and your own disappointments into a negative feeling about somebody that's not really even probably real. Um, But I know for me today, I'm completely, I can say, at peace. Uh, So much of that, most of that has to do with philosophy. Other things is like my divorce and a couple other things, but... um, so for me now, I'm like energy blocker, cock blocker, you, like with okay. the energy. I do not care. You like are. if you're around you're so me and like you're talking negative, if you're feeding me negative, I don't care. I'm not talking, I'm not hanging out with you. Nobody's excluded from this. You never engage in gossip, any never no. negative talk, anything. Gwen is it's so true. good about it. I that. always say that. I'm like, it's I'm so, so excited to hang out with Gwen because I know it's gonna be a positive Pos- conversation. Oh, like definitely we're gonna talk about our goals and our dreams. We're not gonna talk about it. It's other the people. higher level conversation. Yeah. You know, that's really an interesting thing is once you kind of evolve and you go higher you're not talking about other people no. you're not talking about the petty stuff that you used to talk about you're talking about ideas goals things for your life higher con- yes. like higher things and I think that is you know where you're saying people like make up reasons not to like be friends or yeah because they can't relate anymore. You're yeah. not getting down to that level where someone wants to talk bad about There's this person. There's nothing in common anymore. You have nothing in common yeah. anymore. And, you know, Gwen and I mm-hmm. always talk about that, that it's hard to be friends with some of our friends even because they're not on, and this sounds high and mighty, and I don't mean it that way, no, that they're not different. on our it's level. It's like someone level. being it's friends a, with right. a mo- about, it's like having a girlfriend that now has a baby and she's just a mom. She's not just a mom. I mean, she's a mom now. And so her priorities shift and change. Right. And she can't hang out like that all the time anymore. Right. It's you know? just different. You're in different it's places. just different, you know? You're in different places. And so that is what it is. And so I don't find that anyone's hate, you know, hating on me. I feel like maybe they think I'm annoying sometimes because I am promoting positivity and this, but like, I don't give a shit. Like, that's my vibe that I'm living on. I love it. And I found that more people are actually attracted to that mm-hmm. than they are like being held people. from it. Well, yeah. you find your, tr- you know, it's like your vibe attracts your tribe. So it is so true. Like-minded people will find you and you'll attract them. And it has affected our business a little bit. You know, there are have been clients that don't jive with it yeah you know that feel that oh because you go to philosophy or you meditate or you do these things you're taking away from my business but Mm. what they fail to understand is having a publicist or anyone you're in business with that's thinking at a higher level that's thinking about kind of holistically life is a better person to work with than the person that's just sitting at their computer typing away all day right, and thinks busy. about nothing. Yep. Being busy to be busy. Who's right. not really delivering. Who's, who's not, not being productive. productive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And productive. Then, just a side note, guys. Like, you know, we obviously are entrepreneurs. Kara's an entrepreneur. There's tons of entrepreneurs listening to this. But for the people that are working, you know, a, a day-to-day job that they do enjoy and love or, or not enjoy, it's really great to be bring that energy into your workplace mm-hmm. and be like an evolved person. Like, are you reading the New York Times? Are you, did you find out something really great on the sci-fi channel? Did you 
um, subscribe to something that Daryl loves called what curiosity. Like, oh, how yeah. are you bringing <laughs> something to the table? Right. Can you organize an event for people? A meetup, like some yeah. team building thing. Yeah. Like so how are you bringing value as mm-hmm. a person across the board to your job to your whatever? That's not how you stand out in life. You know, really. Um, One hundred percent. And can get that promotion, or you know, you know what? Let's promote Sally because wow, she's really you know taking ownership of not just the actual job but the experience and I find that too like people are looking especially employees are looking for people that fit into their culture mm-hmm. rather than just the job description yes um, and I know for us when we hire then we want to make sure people fit into our culture and our beliefs and our have Your our values, values yeah. rather than yeah they can write a pressure I can always like, train cool. someone but I can't find I can't train someone to be like kind to think on a bigger level to be resourceful yeah. all those things to like, provide you, me with new information yeah you can't train so. for that so that is what we look yeah. for by the way we're looking for interns yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. so any of you out there want to be an intern yeah <laughs> so talk to me and us about like some of the struggles that you guys face i know you're in pu- public relations mm-hmm. so you deal with a lot of rejection <laughs> you deal with a lot of people saying no to you right yes. i know that's a big concern for a lot of women in business like putting themselves out there, trying to get clients hearing no or feeling like no one's paying attention to them Mm -hmm. or they're blogging or they're posting on social media and they're not getting followers or likes or whatever that is, whatever that looks like for them. How do you handle that? How do you move forward in the face of rejection? There's two different things there. Getting likes and blogging and that kind of stuff. I feel like that you really just need to find your niche. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. You need to find your niche and keep going. Just keep going. Like you said before, people are saying like, oh, two years that's nothing. Yeah. Keep going and you will build, your vibe will attract your tribe. I was it just will thinking happen. that this morning. I was like, it I feel really like will. the difference between like successful women and, and maybe women who kind of fall off is just the time they put into and it. And also don't give up. People yeah. are so easy to give up. Just yeah. keep going. And you know, it's almost like that time, and with Gwen and I, even in business, and it's like at that time when you feel like you should give up, right? You're like, oh, everything's going wrong. No one's this. No one's that. That's like right when you should keep going. Yeah, harder, That's like yeah. harder and faster when you feel that, and then you just take off. You break through. You break mm-hmm. through like some sort of barrier that's yeah. there. It's really true. The rejection part, you know. Well, hold on. I want to add yeah. to the part where Dara was just saying. I mean, the thing about it is that a lot of people come to us um, as we've done some things in the career field as career experts and people have come to us and said, well, you know, I have a blog idea and I want to do this, 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 this. And it's got about, you know, fashion, lifestyle, home, whatever. And I find that people have like, instead of thinking so broad, really think about what you are good at. What do people really want to hear from you? And are you portraying that image on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter? Are you really living and breathing what your blog, what your, your brand YouTube is. Yeah, is about so yeah. that people really know, oh, this is the car girl. She's going to talk about vintage cars all day. There's nobody else I'm going to but her. Make yourself and your brand as a whole undeniably you is that you wearing a cool sweatshirt with a car on it all the time i mean whatever it is you know stop th- instead of thinking so broad why aren't pe- if people aren't listening if people are catching on there may be a reason so it also is about being a shapeshifter and figuring out it's not always just what you want to be it's what the world wants to seize you as, yeah. seize you as. and that's that's and where definite. like the holes are like i right. always notice that like for me i noticed like in the personal development world, self-help space. Mm-hmm. Like when I first got into it 10 years ago, it was so boring and so like blah. And I was like, I want to bring something cool to it. I want to talk about like being able to go out and like 
go shop and wear designer clothes or drink champagne or have a great vacation and still be an evolved woman. You could still love like nice things, but then also still think on a deeper level. I wasn't seeing that happening. So like I Mm -hmm. felt like I saw an area for me to kind of shine and then people caught on. Absolutely. You guys see that I'm sure with your clients too. Like how can this client pop? How can they? Oh yeah. I mean, that's our job as a publicist to find that thing that makes them pop and and, and that creates their story. So the media and consumers take notice and a lot of them don't have it so we have to build it Mm -hmm. and sometimes like with yourself you have to rebuild your brand as it is like say you were a mom and had three kids and you're coming back to the workforce like all right don't say i didn't have a job for three years and i don't know what to do forget that that's not your story create like your imaginary story and then that becomes reality and like when i found cara you know i never believed i've always been a very confident person and happy and blah, blah 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 so um, I was kind of at my wit's end because of the divorce and a couple other things when I called Kara. But the reason I ever reached out to her was because of her picture that mm, she originally she, had. I remember what you told me. And she was sitting at the plaza drinking a glass of champagne with her leather jacket. And when I told Dara, hey, I think I'm going to go this. Of course, mm-hmm. Dara poo-pooed it at first because she goes, well, go to a psychologist. I said, I said, go to a therapist. And she goes, no, no, no. This girl, she's sparkly. She gets me. Like, she's all <laughs> yeah. about, like, spark. It's not relating she said, to She's like, no, no. Like, she gets me. She's my type of girl. And you, I think, people forget. Yeah. You are a brand. Mm-hmm. If you're a small business, whatever you are, you are a brand. And I think you did such a yeah. great job, Kara, branding yourself yes. as this person. Not that yeah. you are this person, yeah. but creating that and how to show it properly where like someone like Gwen was like she gets me yeah I can tell by looking at her picture she gets me and I feel like women that are blogging have channel whatever they're doing you need to showcase yourself as a brand whatever you're trying to convey show that yes and also like not get caught up in like looking like everyone else out there of course it's easy to do that you know it's so easy easy to to copy an outfit or copy a website someone else's blog or see what's successful out there and you think well I need to follow this formula to be successful but that's not the case no Use your inner powers right. and your inner like greatness and the thing that makes you unique. Even if maybe you got made fun of it when you were five years old, like is it your teeth? Like look at Kate Moss; she has the big gap in her teeth, like and people loved it, and that's what yeah. made her unique. So find use your uniqueness to create your success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just just going back to Kara yeah. for a second, you know, it's been three years now. We're great friends. We're all great friends. We hang out, all that great stuff. But um, and she is evolving. But it is it, it started from a great beginning and. Like, Kara, you can evolve into, you know, your blog could be this next year mm-hmm. and something next year as long as it has a great start base. Um, every great house needs to have a cement foundation. Yes, so. and you get the foundation by putting yourself mm-hmm. out there and That's trying right. things and not being scared to fail and know that you're going to change. Yeah. Um, when it comes to rejection, um, yes, we get rejected every single day. We're basically <laughs> like a bunch of, like, lizards or lizards. like dinosaurs running around New York City because we have such hard outer layers oh, yeah. at this point. Um, I'll tell you, at, for a very long time, Dara really wasn't built like that on the outside because on the outside where she didn't want to take rejection. She hated doing the sales part of PR because mm-hmm. it does suck. You know, I'm not a salesperson. But yeah. now she's it. definitely more like, yeah, whatever, moving on. You can dismiss it. So that part does suck. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you got to keep going. I mean, you have one life and you got to go hard for yourself. Like if you're not going to go hard for yourself, then like who is? No one. You know, and like I would rather know that I, you know, knocked on like a hundred doors and got a hundred no's than if I didn't try and I wouldn't have succeeded, you know? So, I mean, that's how I feel about rejection and I'm pretty, um, I don't know, I just kind of, 
I don't really care what people say, so I just keep going. You know yep. what I mean? I have a way to just bounce back up or figure it out or talk to friends. And, you know, Carrie, you have such great... In, in several mm-hmm. of your books, you have really great women empowerment, different pushes and ideas. And I don't know if I got this from you or if I saw it somewhere or read it somewhere or whatever, but, like, putting on the Beyonce, like, putting a little dance on and, like, just, like, getting back your, like, girl power for a second and going yeah. back out there. So. You have to protect your energy. I feel like that's yeah. an important thing, you know, like letting people affect your energy and that, that helps with the, all the rejection. Yeah, because yeah. Every, at the end of the day, the rejections are just opinions. Right. That's what I always tell myself. A rejection And they're not is even just personal. An opinion, They're right. not personal. You yeah. know, with our rejection, you know, it's for other clients. So I think it's a, just to know who you are, protect your energy and not let it affect you. Keep going. Who cares? Yeah. Just keep going. And yeah. it's funny because that rejection sometimes is your greatest gift. Yeah. Oh, because it's a redirection. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. I feel like it points you in a new direction of where you're meant to go and you're meant to do something maybe not at that point in your life but in the future. So you're set up for success and it maybe it's, the path is going to look a little bit different but it's still there. Still, There's still an opportunity for you to grow. For sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So tell everyone what you're up to right now, how they can find you guys, learn more about you. Well, we just scored our new office. We're really excited about. We are. Yeah. It's um a loft space on Twenty Third Street in New York City. We are really trying to make the conference room a champagne paint colored ball pit. A ball pit. That's what we want to do. A ball pit. Wouldn't that be so cool? That would be amazing. I know. Yeah. We're gonna do. And it. we want to call it the champagne room because we want to have just champagne bottles all over the wall. We're gonna have rosé. Yeah, and our friend actually owns a company or represents a company that has those unicorn floats as well. Yes. So put it in there. Yeah, that's that like awesome. dream come true status. But for right now, it's all white, <laughs> office, <laughs> a desk, event space, etc. So um, you have that vision. Yeah. Okay. So we are um, creating our own podcast, and um, it's just about like careers, energy, life, entrepreneurship, things of that sort. So really, in the you know kick ass, take names, career space, and then um, we are working on our book as well. Um, currently titled, not real title, but in our heads, PR girls do it better. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Dara's married. I am still single and fabulous, and we're just having a good old time. We're going, going to, to the, yeah. We're going yeah. to Galapagos. Um, next, two, uh, in three when weeks. When are we going? Three May, May. We're going to Galapagos. We travel. Um, you can find Gwen at... Follow their Instagrams, guys, because they have the best Instagrams and well, stories. Well, she does. Mine's kind of whack, but that's okay. Yours? That's um, yours is a... That's because I'm older. I like Facebook. She holler on Facebook. <laughs> no, do not holler on Facebook. Follow her Instagram. No, please do. It's at Gwen Wonder. No, yeah. At Gwen, G-W-E-N-W-U-N-D-E-R. Every time you say that, I want to sing the Usher songs. Do you know what I'm Oh, do it. You... Oh my god, now I'm gonna do that with my name after this podcast is over and I drink champagne. And you can find me provided by Kara. (laughs) And you can find me on Instagram at Dara K D A R A K A Y E. That's my middle name. Okay. Follow Dara, not just for cool stuff, but like she's the best outfits and she tags everything where she buys it. And she's I do. Like, I really like to share. Spirit animal and shopping. I really like to share. You know, people always ask me and they're like, oh, it's so nice that you share. I'm like, what? who doesn't want to share? I feel the same way. It's so weird to me. Who like, would lie? I want to share everything. It's so fun for me. Like, By the way, I, love I ordered the J. Crew hat you had on. You did. Yeah, I'm looking it. for it in black. Tomorrow. I'm trying to like find it somewhere. I have good That's a hats. good J. Crew hat. It is. Yeah. If you want to know about what I'm talking about, follow me on Instagram. And Dara has really cool Instagram stories and she has a blog called The Wellness Vault. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's true. I totally forgot about all the health stuff. Talk about that. 
Um, yes. Mind, body, spirit, baby. Mind, body, spirit. Right. So I love nutrition. I've always really been into like eating healthy and feeling good. So I'm studying for a nutrition certification and I have a, um, a health and wellness blog called The Wellness Vault and you can follow me on Instagram there at The Wellness Vault. She has amazing recipes. I've made like basically all of them. I force Kara to eat GG crackers <laughs> and fiber. All I talk about is fiber and I shove fiber down Gwen's throat every day and my husband's and I actually, I'm sitting here, I just ate three fiber crackers. I don't know how I'm feeling about that. <laughs> Wait, I want to tell you guys too, like I always post like my um, cauliflower crust pizza. Oh, you do? That is from Dara. That suggestion. Really? But did you yeah. get? really good. Did yeah. you get the cauliflower crust? Yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's the best, right? It's the best. Yeah. Wow, so, so good. good. You don't even miss Go to the pizza. wellness vault. She has Go to the all the recipes. Vault, yeah. And lastly, um, we are doing workshops and um, classes this summer for. Uh, a career workshop program so stay tuned to keep up with us and we can tell you a little bit more about that as soon as we finish planning it. <laughs> <laughs> sell first plan later that's exactly. right exactly what's the website yes honey yes rejection no more <laughs> um there our website WKC. is wkc.rocks okay i'm gonna link all of this in the show notes for you guys <laughs> so you can just swipe up and find their instagrams their websites and all that good stuff all right, thank you guys so thank much. You, thank you, so fun. Thanks, We're going to go have champagne now and hang out and catch up. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really love this episode, I would love it if you guys could leave me a review on iTunes. For more beyond this podcast, including my blog and where you can find all of my books, visit me at thechampagnediet.com. And for daily inspiration, including uplifting quotes, mantras, and of course, pretty pictures, come hang with me on Instagram at The Champagne Diet. Until next time.